0: Yeah. So just kind of- good.
1: We're, we're, yeah. Okay. Just, so, yeah, just, yeah. So but, as, as a younger man, when I found myself in some uh, venue or stuck in a, an ice cold hockey rink, you know, in Pennsylvania or upper New York State, and, you know, the, the puck drops at 7 a.m., it's like, what the fuck, right? Okay. You know, been driving for two hours, had to get up at like four o'clock in the morning, and here we are. And, and I'm not even on the ice. My poor kid's on the ice, right? Mm. But this is when you need a cup of coffee the most. And those aluminum rollers are closed and locked. And that, that little snack bar restaurant is still closed up for the night. No one's gonna, The 15-year-olds that are running the place aren't going to come in until 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay, fine. So, oh, oh, there's a bank of vending machines. Oh, bravo. So you see, you know, uh, chili hot spicy barbecue chips (laughs) at 7 o'clock in the morning. I don't think so. I'd rather eat the cuff on my fucking coat. But at least there's a couple of danishes that are in there. Oh, apple Danish. Okay. So I go with the apple Danish and I get... At least 10, 15 years ago, a cup of coffee from a vending machine in a, in a hockey rink was disgusting. It was like it was like taking a scoop of dish water from a restaurant where they were, they were cleaning the dishes. It was just brown water with no taste. Clearly no caffeine. Disgusting. John Wayne was,
0: cowboy. It coffee. was
1: always hot, so you burnt your fucking fingers. And this is way before they had those little sleeves to stick in. Mm. So now you're, <laughs> how many times did I see that cup? I'm staring at that little portal. And okay. here comes, here comes the cup. Boop. And you hear the machine go. And there's nothing coming into the cup. Mm. And then the little gate opens up and you stick your hand in and. There's an empty cup, and you just put a dollar fifty in there. Or I've had it the other way around, where you're waiting, machine starts to whir, you hear something happening, and there's no cup, and here comes the coffee, and the coffee is just draining down the drain, and you're like motherfucker, and there's no manager because it's seven a.m. on a fucking Sunday. Then you get your Danish. You open up that cellophane wrapper. And you look at it and you go, ooh, and you take a bite into it and you hear the air come out the other end. There ain't nothing in that Danish but air. Mm. It's, oh, it's beautifully puffed. Whoever baked it, baked it the right way. It puffed up. But apple? There's no apple in that apple Danish. What's that all about, I,
0: man? You know what, John? Well, first of all, let's do our countdown. We'll jump right into that. The sac- <laughs> One of the many sacrifices parents make right. you know, for oh, their children. Right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You ready for a countdown? Shoot. Bro? Five,
1: four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome back, friends. Welcome to another episode of The Jersey Alchemist. And I'm your host, Dr. John Gerard Gallucci. And
0: I'm Philip D'Angelo.
1: And we'd like to add that... Well, you know, being a surgeon for decades, I've got a bunch of friends that are orthopedic surgeons. They were nice enough to see bones, and um, you know, now the uh, now the ankle bones connected to the leg bone, and the leg bones connected to the hip bone. Uh, once again, so bones, we're all good. Yeah, it cool. Looks like
0: he's standing a little taller too. Back he's standing
1: there. a little taller, he's he's got he's he's showing us that he's doing that Robert Mitchum pose that. Yeah, he's even got. Well, uh, he does I,
0: I have to be nice to him, you know, because of the incident and what uh, HR said, and I got called into the main office with our producer, so I have to bring him. Like, you know, we we're talking about coffee. That's how we got on the coffee subject. I have to bring him coffee every day, you know, make right. sure he's okay, taken care of. Like part he of likes he likes
1: it light and sweet too.
0: Part of my penance. Part of my <laughs> penance. But John, going back to a, a cold hockey rink on a Sunday morning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, usually they're in the middle of nowhere. Uh, we're both hockey parents. Uh, you, two-time hockey parent, right? Yeah. Both two kids. I yeah, yeah. only had the yep. one that played. But uh, what an ungrateful – I mean, not ungrateful. What a thankless sacrifice. Thankless sacrifice. Being a hockey yeah. parent. Because hockey rinks, you're never getting the right ice time. Practices are 10 at night. Games are 6, 7 in the morning. I mean, and you just go and you drive, you know?
1: yeah. And for a long time, I couldn't figure out when my kids were mites. That's the the, the youngest. I think they're like four or five years old, maybe four to six. Uh, I found out in short order that they give the mites the earliest time slots. You're not going to find a bunch of ten or fifteen year olds, you know, skating around a rink at, at seven a.m. on a Sunday. They give it to the mites, and it's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And, people, if you're never in a hockey rink early in the morning in the winter, it is cold. It's a real yeah. sacrifice. Uh, I remember my son wouldn't go in the locker room. He was I don't think he was a mite. Maybe the next level up to get changed. It was his first, like, locker room situation. He goes, I'm not going in there. Yeah, you got to go. No, I'm not going in there. All right, let's get dressed. So, for the longest time, we got dressed. In the middle of the hockey rink, you know? Well, I'm
1: sure you had to put his skates on, right? I had to
0: put his skates on, yeah, yeah. Tie think right. I too think tight, my, too loose. Oh,
1: yeah. I think my kids were peewees mm. before, before they, you know, I was still in there putting their skates on and tying. But it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Even when I was in men's league hockey, putting on that shit can be a real oh, pain in the yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: cumbersome. Now, your daughter played hockey. It was extremely successful, right? She was, yeah. Okay. Now, was she always on girls teams, or was she on boys teams too?
1: No, she was on boys teams all the way up through high school, and in high school, oh, wow. she was the she was the first. I'm going to say an F word. There's a couple of F words that put you on a on a hit list. Mm. You know, one is fuck, the other is fat. And one of them now, now is female, Mm. right? But my daughter was the first female in the history of our regional high school to make a boys varsity sports team as a freshman. Mm. Ah. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. She, you know, but, but, you know, uh, she had a lot of natural strength and ability. And uh, she's one of those people that she was gifted that, she could be da- all the way down the length of the ice, and and it looks like she's not putting any effort into it. And other kids are, they're going nowhere fast. You know, my daughter just had a very good
0: uh, gate. Uh, engine,
1: gate? gate, and yeah. transmission of transmission of force. Mm. You know, Scotty Niedermeyer was like that for the Devils when mm. he used to win. To he, used, he used to he used to win the uh, the speed skating thing every year at the uh, skills competition mm. as a defenseman.
0: How did she do, John? All right, growing up as a girl in a men's world, a boys' sport, she had to get dressed obviously in her own locker room. No.
1: No. She no she she you know when she was really small we would sometimes get there dressed and all she needed to do was put her put her skates on. A lot of a lot of little kids do that, but uh, no, you know she she sometimes would you know go into the. This room or that room or the broom closet or whatever, you know, well, but but after a while, I think, quite frankly, I think she enjoyed being provocative with the guys. But everybody knew her. Yeah. All, it was all of the same people from the time she was basically four or five years old that came up and either played with her or against her. So everybody, everybody, you know, pretty much.
0: I remember you know, one night playing adult hockey and a, a young lady comes into the men's locker room. And she starts getting changed. Mm. I was like, well, I'm not getting changed. I'm like, you know, like I just stood there. I froze. I mean, because, but like your daughter, I guess she's been in so many locker rooms. Like, you know, get over it. This is what's going on.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, look at, I mean, look at now when I go into hospitals. I know there's a whole group of hospitals, John, in the lobby. And maybe you've been in hospitals. It's for the men's room or ladies room. Now it's unisex. I mean, they're not allowed to put men's or ladies room in there.
1: Yeah, I don't – well, you know, when I left my last job, which was just this past November, no, there was still a men's room and a ladies' room. I don't know how it is now.
0: I don't know why any lady would want to share uh, or be in the same facility as a man. man. That's – you know, can't be too appealing. My niece graduated high school, and you know how the boys wear one color, cap and gown? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, The girls wear another color cap and down? Mm Yeah. No, no, no. Everybody wears the same color now. Okay. What the heck is going on?
1: Uh, Well, (laughs) I don't know. You know, a cynic would say, well, it's just easier to slip into communism that way. Everybody's wearing the same fucking uniform.
0: There has to be something to that, John. Yeah.
1: yeah, I I don't know. The first time I got a nose full, no pun intended, (laughs) of of a... uh, unisex bathroom i was in manhattan at a very high-end eatery this is going back now about 2011 or 12 and uh i excused myself my significant other was sitting at the bar we were both knocking down martinis but i tell you i have to admit i love being in a high-end eatery bar knocking down a martini, sitting at the bar. You can sit at the table. That's fun. That's great. But I love sitting at the bar and knocking down a martini in a restaurant like that. Not all the time.
0: Sinatra-like. But Sinatra-like.
1: I guess. I, whatever he drank, who knows? I think he drank straight Jack Daniels. At least at, at, toward the end he did. So I, I excuse myself. I'm in the bathroom. And I noticed that um, I was – I went into the bathroom and – Didn't think twice about it, but there were, you know, there were toilet stalls on one wall and there were urinals on the other, which subliminally tells you, you're not in the ladies' room because ladies' rooms generally don't have urinals. Why would they, right? So there I am peeing into a urinal. And here comes a woman, maybe in her 30s or 40s with, you know slinky little dress on with high heels and her pocketbook, and I was immediately put back by the predicament that I was in just because I didn't know. I'm I'm in a bathroom in a public place with urinals on the wall, Mm. and I wasn't going to say anything, and I just finished my... (laughs) Finished my thing, so to speak, and went over and you know did the quick hand wash, you know, hair, uh, hand dryer, and and then I walked out. And as I walked out, I turned around and looked at the door, and it had both. It had you know the man, and the woman with the dress. Uh, mm. So it was a it was a unisex bathroom, and I told my friend, and she just looked at me and laughed. She goes, "Well, how did you feel?" And I said. Uh, I was uncomfortable spontaneously just because I didn't have any idea,
0: sure, sure, you know,
1: and you never know, there's enough fucking nuts in this world that you never know that, you know, you go into a bathroom and anybody could say, he accosted me, he accosted uh, me, yeah. you, you know? know?
0: There's no cameras in
1: the, uh, the, the, Well, I don't know, I don't yeah, think, I don't think, think there. there, or maybe there know. was. Uh,
0: you never know, I mean, there shouldn't be. But yeah, so it's your word against somebody else's, that's pretty scary you know?
1: I know. So what
0: happened in today's world that women don't want to be women and men don't want to be men? I don't get it. You know, there was always something wonderful of men were a certain type, you know, rough, you know, testosterone filled, and women were more softer, but extremely intelligent. I mean, beautiful. What is wrong with, you know, enjoying the differences between the two of us, John? Well, I, I just
1: think that there's a force on the planet that is actively attempting to destroy humanity, and one of the ways to destroy humanity is to disrupt the natural the natural ebb and flow of the biologic system that is the human existence. It's It's a system, we've talked about this before, it's a system of biological and and, um, spiritual duality. Duality. Duality just means if there's a right side, there's a left side. If there's up, there's down. There's hot, there's cold. There's east, there's wet. There's north, there's south. If there's male, there's female. And uh, to the dismay of some, the notion that um, if you're, physically born a male, unless unless your ego seeks out another human being that has the skill to attempt to turn you into an organism that can bear a child, unless that happens, you will never bear a child. Did I make up the rule? No. No. No, it's pretty simple. But sometimes, you know, I think that one of the greatest comedians I think ever, I'm being facetious, is Alex Jones. I, when I watch Alex Jones, I just, I belly laugh. I'm on the couch, you know, can barely breathe because he makes me laugh. And, you know, lots of people hate Alex Jones and he gets banned from this and censored from that. But I, I think he's tremendously funny and I'm not saying that in a offhanded or pejorative way, I think he's, I think he's funny and I think he knows it. And I think the people that take him the right way can, can say he's funny. The people who automatically hate him and what he has to say, they will never see him as funny. But, you know, there was a line that made me almost spit my coffee out. He's ranting around. He goes, he goes don't you know, he goes, the CIA has a drug that makes frogs gay. That make frogs gay and I, I was like <laughs> I couldn't believe it you, but but guess what I believe he's right I believe he's right because that like I said let's go back to that notion that the ruler of this world the ruler of this world absolutely on earth third dimension in this particular era now why do I narrow I'm bandwidth, with them shadow bending I'm shadow banding the dimension that we're in. It's a narrow, narrow slice of the electromagnetic spectrum, okay? Because that is true. Because there's dimensions all around us. And in this particular dimension, Satan rules this world. All you got to do is pay attention. All you got to do is open your fucking eyes and open your fucking ears. And... uh, Masculinity and testosterone is being vilified. Um, The mechanized media-driven world wants women to displace men in their masculinity. I'm all for women in the workplace. I'm all for successful women. I have three kids. One is a male, two are females. And I have given my heart, my mind, my body, and my soul to, to trying to get them to a place where they can rise above and be the best that they can be. Yeah, so mark it well. You douchebags that want to try to finger me to be a sexist or something or a misogynist. Fuck you. No, I'm not. So, go ahead. Uh, John, yeah, what yeah.
0: about the newest member of the Supreme Court? Uh, they asked her a simple question. Can you please tell us, uh, can you define a female? And she couldn't do it. She said, no, I can't. She said, I'm not a biologist. I can't do that. This is somebody going on the Supreme Court, and she can't tell us what a female is?
1: Right. So in the end times, Philip, up will be down, right will be wrong. And even, and even, even the evil factions, the controlling factions of the Republican Party... Yeah, I didn't say the Democrats. We know they're evil. I said the evil controlling factions of the Republican Party. All you have to do is look up the Republican, the RNC logo. It's the elephant, right? It's the elephant. I think it's a blue and a red elephant, you know, with with the stripe down the center with the stars. And I think it was sometime after 9-11, September um um, 11, 2001, that the stars that used to sit upright on that logo are all turned upside down. That's just a little mindfuck, subliminal messaging from the esoteric builders, the secret society people that are affecting humanity through the Republican Party. They turned the stars upside down. If you think I'm fucking blowing smoke at you, Just go look it up, and you'll go, oh, I thought Gallucci was lying to us, you know, just to put his point across. No. Uh, So in in these end times, and what do end times mean? Well, part of the end times is the apocalypse. And the apocalypse, we've said this before, is just the ancient Greek word for the revealing, to reveal. We are in the apocalyptic age right now where everything is being revealed. I was going to say mark my words but I didn't think of this this is research that I have acquired and it resonates with me that all sorts of institutions are going to just implode I don't give a fuck if they explode or implode or a combination of both but what we're in for the the revelation that's coming about about big big global programs and national institutions, we are going to find out all of the dirt that got them to where they got to over a thousand years, 2,000 years. It's the reveal. That's where we are. And how is it the end times? Well, Philip, um, everything that we know, everything that we that we've been taught is basically some kind of derived uh, divisive lie. It's been turned upside down and twisted and bastardized. And when all of this comes out and the great reveal is completely washed out, everything is going to start again, once again, and it's gonna come back in a better, more beautiful way. It will. It's no different than a garden that at the end of the seed of the growing season, you know, the plants wither and die, they desiccate. And the next growing season that comes along, you better till the soil. You better aerate, uh, aerate the soil and you till it and you fertilize it and you do all of that crap and you pull weeds. Um, humanity's the same way. Mm-hmm. And this is the era that we're in. It also coincides with the astrologic cuff of the age of Pisces and the age of Aquarius. We've mentioned that before, too.
0: Well, John, I mean, okay, we're being influenced. Certain uh, generations are definitely being influenced to think this way. But don't men still enjoy being a man? And don't women still enjoy being a woman? I mean, I'm happy that I'm a man. I don't want to be a woman. So... Why aren't like, why are you trying to confuse everything? You know, this yeah. generation comes up and I feel bad that kids that are confused. I mean, it's really you, whoever well, you are, if yeah. you're lucky enough mm-hmm. to be born into this planet, yeah. you know, go with it and, you know, make yourself do what makes yourself feel good. But
1: well, I mean, if right, but listen to your words, go with it. It sounds like my body, my choice. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm all about my body, my choice. But if you're going to do that and you're going to play that game, Then it's got to be across the board because once you start getting selective with my body, my choice, then you're a fucking hypocrite. So if it's my body, my choice with um, having your baby ripped out of your womb, Mm. that's your choice. We're, We're born of this world with free will. I say it is your choice. It's your choice. And I don't think that a government should take your free will from you. But if it's somebody else's choice not to take the special sauce of the day that's been going around for a year and a half. Mm. That special sauce that if you don't take it, you get fired from your job. My body, my choice. Fuck you. Right? Right? So, So it's been proven now medically that sperm counts. Are at an all time low. Do you think that that is a mistake? No, Mm. no, 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 no. It's all being done to depopulate the planet. Now, there's an interesting um, theory. I'll call it a theory because, you know, um, unless it's proven, and by the way, when you prove something scientifically, uh, please mark it well that it might stand as proof in a timed and dated fashion. Oh, it's proof today. And you say, oh, the science is settled. That's 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 a that's a commentary that just fucking fries my fries my my fries my banana. The science the science is settled. The science is never fucking settled, you idiots. Number one, science is bastardized and fucked with every single day and science changes. You might say oh but the laws of the universe don't change. Okay. OK, but if you take it to this narrow bandwidth dimension that we call the third dimension on planet Earth in 2022, Earth years, science has been messed with from the get go. Not all of it, not all of it. And they know they have to sell their bullshit with a heavy dose of maybe what looks to be true. And they slide in like a rider on a bill. The lie. So lies are very, very seldomly just, you know. Lies are very seldomly a frontal assault because too many people would call out bullshit. I was going somewhere else with this and I just kind of left it. It fell out of my trunk. Mm -hmm. It's on the road behind me.
0: You just turn around, pick it up. Yeah. So, John, talking about low sperm counts, how about the way they give out testosterone nowadays to men?
1: Let me jump in because I know I'll forget it unless I go go with low sperm counts, okay? Now, if you thwart the number of people born into the third dimension, right? If you thwart that, you could be thwarting millions of rainbow children, crystal children, star seeds, light workers that are coming here to push humanity toward the light. Think about that. Think about that. The people that control this earth within this bandwidth that I will call it uh, the controllers, the builders are evil. They're evil. And if you thwart the influx of the light, then what are you doing? You're, you're, you're basically, you're, you know, then you're stacking the deck. You're stacking the jury. That's what you're doing. It's almost like keeping the borders open down on the southern border, you know. It favors one side. But they still seem to think that they need voter fraud, Mm. voter fraud. So, so anyway, you were going to say low sperm counts or
0: low sperm counts. And now they're giving out testosterone to men because supposedly so many men have low T counts, low T. And they have that TRT therapy. I know Joe Rogan. What's
1: TRT? Uh,
0: Testosterone replacement replacement therapy. therapy. I mean, now also, I mean, did our parents, did our dads have to go for a TRT? Uh,
1: I don't no. think they even, uh, they probably, well, you know what? Some research a... labs probably had it, but it wasn't, it wasn't ubiquitous. It wasn't everywhere. I think if my dad ever said to his, his physician back in 1975, hey doc, you know, uh, test my testosterone levels. I think he would have looked at my dad like well, he was nuts. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, but now they're giving that stuff out like candy.
1: Well, I think. They shouldn't do that unless you have documented low testosterone levels, hypogonadism, mm. right?
0: Because once they start getting it artificially, I understand your body's just going to stop producing it. Correct.
1: That is true. That is, it'll be suppressed. Uh, um,
0: so, how long can you take testosterone for? I mean, without it becoming a health hazard.
1: Well, I can. It, I can. I can. I can only tell you what I what I'm familiar with, mm. and you you need to on any hormone that will suppress endogenously, that means from within production of that hormone, if you administer exogenous hormone from the outside to your body, you'll suppress your own production of that hormone. And to keep things kind of balanced and capable for the long haul, you're supposed to cycle on and then you cycle off. And, you know, even if you have I got poison ivy for the first time in my life about three or four summers ago. Man, wow. What a painful experience. And so, you know, two two doctors completely missed the mark, completely missed the mark. And it wasn't until I got so bad. It was like it was the creeping crud that just kept going everywhere. And I had to go to the ER. And he, he wrote me a prescription for a steroid, prednisone taper. Those are not anabolic steroids that grow muscle. It's uh they're corticosteroids that are anti-inflammatories and that really helped quell the reaction. Um how you you, ca- st- you can st- do that with a taper. Yeah. You you start taking it then you have to taper off. You can't just pull the rug out from under. So if you got a bodybuilder like these guys on TV, these these I'll call them unnatural bodybuilders, mm-hmm. right? And these guys are doing all sorts of shit, massive doses. I mean, you know what? I'm sorry. The days of Frank Zane are gone. Now, whether Frank Zane back in the 70s was on steroids or not, which I would bet my last dollar he was because he was up up there on stage with the likes of Arnold Schwarzenegger and and Lou Ferrigno. So he had to be, right? But those guys at least, they had – size and form, and they were cut and ripped, and they still looked like human beings. You know, the the guys today, the contemporary guys have gone, I think, out of their minds. They've taken it to the point where they no longer look human, no, you know?
0: But those, but
1: those guys are clearly suppressing their own endogenous <laughs> steroid uses, and, and I think we've mentioned before that now you can find all of these videos on YouTube about, you know, all of the all of the contemporary bodybuilders that have passed away.
0: Wow, it's crazy. John, have you seen female bodybuilders how big they are? Taking well, testosterone as yeah, well? Yeah.
1: Yeah, wow. that's I but yeah. I mean
0: That's scary.
1: The whole thing I think has gotten out of hand.
0: What's going on?
1: I look, I like bodybuilding and other than the other than the fact that there's a certain component of it that's just downright weird, okay? Sorry, I said it. Just downright weird for certain people. Um, it's it's gotten out of hand. It's gotten out of hand. So I mean, you know, extreme. extreme. The the bodybuilding in the nineteen seventies was one thing. Bodybuilding now, or at least from the nineties up through now, out of hand.
0: John, there's a Jersey, a young kid out of Jersey. He's starting to climb the bodybuilding uh, world, Nick Walker. Have you ever heard of him? Look up Nick Walker when you have some free time today. He is, I can't believe, like you said, so big, it can't be healthy. Whatever he's doing to himself, he seems like a great guy. I've heard him on interviews. Really nice kid, so young. And it's sad, you know, because we're older, to see what he's doing to himself. Because in the long haul, that can't be good.
1: No, it can't be, and, and you know, and a, a testament to how the, you know it, it takes your physiology to a very, very unhealthy place. These bodybuilders are passing young. John, I mean, it, think of the stress they're putting oh, on their bodies. They're,
0: they're heart. They're yeah, the, liver, the heart, the everything,
1: all of it. Yeah,
0: John, if you had to, if you had to al- alchemize this episode, how would you do it?
1: I don't know. Well, <laughs> Any and any suggestions? I mean, like, um, you we know, were just looking for a little light. It wasn't yeah, too dark in
0: episode. No,
1: it wasn't. I think I think that um, I think that all I could really sift with my sifter. I'm sifting yeah. sand here. Okay, I'm sifting sand to grab onto something about how would we alchemize this? And I, we talked a lot about you know. The sexes, uh, the sexes. Um, it it's
0: men being men.
1: No, no. Yeah, I know. And I'm just I'm reaching because, and I don't care about offending people. That's not why i That's not why that's I'm. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> it's not why I'm. I'm here. I'm not here to offend people. I'm here to realistically be the Jersey alchemist without outstripping, you know, the viewer's ability to understand that the show is here to kind of uh, entertain, amuse. Then it's to to um, educate by, by at least exposing the apocalypse, the reveal, to reveal the darkness that we're surrounded with, and then to elevate by offering Some solution for the average person to say, how can I help because the darkness is so thick, it's so heavy, it's so pervasive, it's so gigantic that I'm just one person. What can I possibly do? And here's what I would say to you. You shine a light. You shine a spiritual light from within. And I said it on just the last episode. Be a lamp. That's set on a lampstand, right? The you know, the New Testament says you don't put a lamp in a closet, you don't put it under a bed, you don't put a lamp under a bushel. That's not what it's for. A lamp is to illuminate. And in contradistinction to the Illuminati, who think that they're the builders and the illuminated ones. They are purveying darkness all over the planet because everything that they do is ass backward and twisted and and turned upside down. And their agenda is to turn, is to destroy the creation of the living God's humanity. They want to destroy us by turning everything ass backward, upside down, just like the Republican Party did to the stars on the Republican logo, the elephant. They turned the stars upside down. Would you please look it up? And then you'll say, fuck, he's not kidding. Hmm, then you might look at the RNC differently. It's a little hint. Just shine your light, people. For God's sakes, and I've said this, that will be redundant because the solution is generally redundant. That, you know, the solution to darkness is the light. And if we keep saying the solution to darkness is the light, that's redundant. Well, it's a blessed redundancy. So people spend five minutes in 24 hours, either at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day or both. Five minutes when you go to bed, five minutes before your feet hit the floor, when you get off the bed in the morning. Just say a few silent prayers or say them out loud. And... It's easy to meditate. You don't have to be spectacular. Just close your eyes and just picture God in front of you and say, God, please help us bring the light to humanity. Help us bring the light. Lord, help us bring in the light. Amen. That's it. That's
0: it. Great job, John. Thank you for this episode.
1: If you like Thank you, doing, brother. Thank well, you.
0: Well being here. If you like what we're doing, press like follow and
1: please subscribe
0: and share till next time
1: see you soon
0: jersey alchemist
1: there you go